Hello and welcome to another edition of the Talking Cricket podcast on Sport360.com. The last time I checked, I'm still Barney Reid, and the two men in front of me are Joy Chakravarti and Ajit Vijay Kumar. Guys, how are we doing? Very good, Barney. You Very sound good. a bit different. It's a bit different. <laughs> are you still Barney? <laughs> Maybe I'm not. Maybe I was wrong. Yeah. Now, on, on today's show, we'll be talking uh, largely about Yunus Khan's uh, record-making efforts uh, for Pakistan, uh, recapping on the past week of IPL action, and also checking on the local cricket scene where there's been a yet another ton for captain UE captain Rohan Mustafa. Uh, but first things first, guys, we'll dive straight in, talk Yunus Khan. Um, the Pakistan batsman this week became his country's first player to pass 10,000 test runs, joining an elite list of just 13 players to reach and surpass that mark. He obviously retires at the end of this series of West Indies, which in the first test, Pakistan, barring a miracle about to wrap up, 12 for 2 at the minute, chasing 30 odd, is it? With Yunus Khan on the crease. That's it. (laughs) He could well just end up hitting the winning runs. Um, and and a long time, alongside his long-term ally, Misbah, obviously they're, they're retiring at the end of this and leaving what is going to be a gaping hole in Pakistan's middle order. Um, but Joy, to kick us off, can you put into perspective the significance of this achievement and just how great this achievement is for, for Yunus Khan? You know, uh, Bani, the first things first, anybody, anybody, whether it's Yunus Khan or whether it's uh, XYZ, if he scores 10,000 runs in test cricket, only one thing can be said about that person, that he's quality. And that is Yunus Khan. I mean, he has been Pakistan's most reliable batsman after they lost, you know, all the legends that they used to have in their batting lineup. Mm. And to score 10,000 runs in test cricket, I don't really... I mean, if even if he had played 200 test crickets, test matches for it, and if he scores 10,000, he's still a legend for me. Uh, and and that is Yunus Khan. Yeah. Uh, Ajit, some of the names, I'll go through them here, yeah. that he sits above on that list for Pakistan. <coughs> Javid Miandad, in, Inzaman Ohan, yeah. uh, Hak, Muhammad Yusuf, who I've gotten out, just to throw it out yeah. there, uh, Salim Malik, Zaira Bass, Misper, so on and so on. Yeah. I mean, does this cement his status as their greatest batsman? Um, the greatest, uh, uh, I'm not so sure about it, but yes, when it comes to fitness and longevity, someone who's closing in, uh, he's on 40, uh, the way he has kept himself fit uh, and to last this long, it's uh, not easy. Um, especially now uh, when uh, the demands of the game have increased that much and uh, it is very tough uh, for someone like an Inzamam who love to um, pull his weight, uh, if, uh, if I must say. So uh, the way that he did, yes, uh, the demands have increased and um, uh, let's not forget uh, he has been uh, uh, in and out of uh, side, uh, the Pakistan side in other formats and uh, that would have had a bearing on his preparations for uh, test matches but keeping all things aside uh, whatever has gone uh, with him and uh, PCB uh, when it comes to the, uh, the relationship between the board and the player he has, he has kept himself fit motivated and uh, as Joy has said 10,000 runs is 10,000 is no matter who you score against it uh, what, your, what your home conditions are what your away condi- opponents are it doesn't matter to score 10,000 runs to go out in the heat and turn out those runs, and especially when the team needs uh, needs you 
uh, it uh, talks a lot about him because let's not forget uh, he did not have a lot of great batsmen to uh, support him at the other end apart from uh, Ms. Babu himself uh, had so, uh, so much on his plate so basically you have to give that much more credit for Eunice to, uh, for scoring those runs and yes in my book I would say as, as, a, as an entire package I would play someone like an Inzamam Ullak um, uh, bit ahead of him because a he uh, led Pakistan much well in a lot more matches and uh, he, uh, he, uh, he he had that ability to um, uh, save Pakistan's uh, innings um, uh, when everyone else uh, around him was crumbling but uh, cannot take uh, any credit away from uh, Yunus just for his persistence and his fitness which I must say it is exemplary even at this age. You know, one, one thing I must say is that uh, it, it's really difficult to maybe, you know, rank him where he belongs uh, in the in the list of batting greats for Pakistan. Uh, for someone like me who grew up watching Javed Miyadar and the things that he did, uh, I, I would be tempted to put Javed Miyadar up first. He was such a street smart cricketer. But but Yunus Khan is much like that, you know. I mean, he, he's, he's been the fighter all throughout his career, starting from the first test match that he played, where he scored a century in the second innings, put up some, uh, I, I think it was about almost 150 run partnership for the ninth wicket to to save that. They didn't they, they didn't save the test match. I think they lost the test match in Sri Lanka. But, but to do that in his first test match way back in 2000 and still to keep doing that kind of thing now. So as I said, I mean, you know, I mean, he's, he's right up there. Uh, whether he's the greatest, I don't know. I mean, they, my my dad used to rave about Hanif Muhammad, whom he saw bat uh, a couple of times. Uh, so I, I and I haven't really seen Hanif Muhammad bat. So that's that's difficult. But I mean, definitely, if you put a top five, Yunus Khan has to be there. And it's it's, a, it's an interesting one because how do you sum up someone's greatness when it comes to cricket is it is it stats alone is it aesthetics is it the importance of the matches and the runs that they score the wickets that they take what what how, how do you weigh up something see, like see, that this, this is something i think we were discussing yesterday about when you asked me about uh, sachin tendulkar yeah on his birth date uh, without doubt if you just look at just the stats sachin tendulkar might be the greatest cricketer test cricketer batsman ever in the history of test cricket but as I said, I mean, for for people uh, who have watched that entire era of Sachin Tendulkar, there's always a special place in their heart for Rahul Dravid. I mean, he may not have the runs that Sachin has scored. He may not have the number of centuries. He may not have the kind of love that has been showered on Sachin. But... Can we ever deny the contribution Rahul Dravid made to the Indian cricket team in that era? So, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's just like that. I mean, the numbers can never tell us whether he was the greatest or not. There are certain innings which, which will stand in our, you know, which will be in our memories forever. Mm. Uh, in case of Yunus Khan as well. And uh, so, I mean, it, I, I, don't, I don't think numbers can ever define greatness. Yeah, because it is an interesting one, and I think the the beauty of of a batsman and the elegance that they have at the crease as well plays a part in a lot of people's minds, doesn't it? David Gower would be the greatest batsman in the world if that. There was you go. The case. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because you see it with with Eunice. I think a lot of people 
get it wrong with him because if you watch him start, Ooh, it always horrible. looks yeah horrible. It always looks <laughs> such an effort. Nah. I mean, you you saw the other day. I mean, the uh, ECB cricket, England and Wales cricket board, not the Emirates cricket board, um, but tweeting out a video of of Yunus Khan last summer jumping around and jumping yeah. around the crease and hopping around the crease, but. I mean, that tells the story of the first sort of 40 balls, but he goes on and scores yeah. a, a double hundred, and it, <laughs> it's completely different, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's something like that with Eunice as well. I think a lot of people get that wrong with him. You know, he is an awkward, yeah. ungainly starter, yeah. Yeah. but once he's in, I mean, you look at his conversion rate for one. Yeah. So 34 centuries and 33 50s. I mean, that is remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, that always, unfortunately, uh, has a bearing on perception now. You, uh, that's why in, in a lot of uh, conversation about Test cricket, uh, Shivnarayan Chandrapal doesn't uh, yeah. proper. But um, why, I'm guilty of it as well, but why would I rate someone like an Inzamam personally? Just because the way he handled genuine pace bowling. Um, as far as I have seen cricket in subcontinent, very few, uh, very few batsmen have handled fast bowling, genuine fast bowling, uh, the way Inzamam had, because he had that much time, he would play off the back foot, he would uh, hook fast bowlers all day long and that too at the very peak. So that probably um, uh, put him uh, slightly above in my uh, book uh, uh, than Yunus uh, Khan, just because of a uh, the aesthetics and also uh, what he brought to the table was something you, you wouldn't find from, especially from subcontinent batsmen, because that was something truly special. Uh, as you uh, talk, uh, uh, as you said, uh, does it look a bit ungainly? Yes, but again, it's all about uh, what he's delivered and 10,000 runs. No, no other Pakistani has done that, so he can, he can, he can say what you can say whatever about everyone else. But he, he played almost as many matches as uh, Inzamam did, and he has 10,000 runs, and Inzamam uh, does not. Yes, so uh, to prove a point, yes. Uh, Yunus has um, uh, carved a niche for himself in Pakistan uh, cricket, but I would still say uh, when it when ranking uh, ranking uh, the best players and comparing uh, even to contemporaries would be a bit difficult because the inherent bias already um, always comes in, like I have for uh, how they play against. Uh, Bowlers they're not comfortable with, or in conditions they're not comfortable with. Yeah. So that always uh, comes in. So if we keep that aside, so Yunus uh, is is a great and uh, uh, one of the all-time best batsmen. Uh, it doesn't matter which era you're looking at because ten thousand runs has not been uh, done before as far as Pakistan cricket is concerned. And it's the it's the beauty of sports, isn't it? It's all perception. It's all opinion. Uh, everyone will shape it differently in their own uh, through their own eyes. And it's something that is very unique to Pakistan cricket as well, is that someone like Misbah and Yunus, who are, for want of a better word, described often as boring or very traditional. You know, someone like Shahid Afridi will get far more of the, of the glory and all of the recognition because of what he was capable of. And that's, it's, it's an odd thing, isn't it, with, with Pakistan cricket, that these guys are looked upon a little bit unfavourably. The favouritism goes to the one day, to the T20s. You know, this is again something that, uh, that, that uh, I think we discussed a few days ago again, uh, going back again and again. But, but then <laughs> I, we were talking about, you know, if you remember, a, a, a T20 match that uh, we, I witnessed at Al Dayat Cricket Village, yeah. where, where some of the Pakistani youngsters were playing. And, you know, I think in that 20 overs they scored something like 303 or 4 odd runs. 
they were smashing the ball all over the park and there were goodly about you know about 100 odd people watching the match they were going crazy with each shot and i think i think that is the kind of mindset that is a kind of character that pakistan wants to see in their in their in the cricketers you know aggressive javed miazad you take imran khan you take wasim akram bakhayunus saidan was saidan were you just take, i mean they were batsmen they were bowlers who would be at your throat all the time and 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 that is the kind of you know attitude that pakistan fans generally like i mean they, as you said i mean i think the best example of of this entire you know showering of love is uh, somebody like uh, uh, the the freedy afridi sorry <laughs> yeah, you're going to get oh, crucified he, for forgetting his name Joe. he retired <laughs> <laughs> is is afridi i mean yeah. he has failed probably as many times as yunus has succeeded but yeah you yeah. know i mean he still gets all the all, all, all the accolades all the love yeah it's a not it's a not thing isn't it uh, i would say it also uh, depends what you have seen grow, uh, growing, uh, growing up and what you appreciated uh, as a cricket fan yeah. like um, if you're talking of uh, indian cricketers now uh, cricket fans now they would absolutely love a forward defense from rahul dravid they can they can just watch it over and over again on a loop but if you talk of a pakistani fan it would be like an inswinging yorker or shahid afridi just swinging it down the ground and and, and those that that aggression that uh, joy talked of uh, talked about so uh, yes have have cricket fans in general uh, been in awe of such innings where they just grind out the opposition and a and after that do you um has it uh, uh, become a virtue in uh, your cricket that you need to uh, Uh, play patiently you have to uh, show application and now if that is not a priority if that is not something which uh, the kids on the street really like or even uh, fans sitting at home they really uh, would uh, spend like 3 hours just looking at uh, a 70 not out of uh, taking 150 200 balls now if, if you put value on that only then would you appreciate some uh, something uh, what um, Misbah and uh, Yunus had done for, for their entire careers. Yes, Misbah has scored uh, uh, a record uh, century in uh, Test cricket for the least number of balls faced. But le- let's not forget that he he has <laughs> scored some really slow, boring innings, boring with within quotes. But uh, it it also it also is about what your your countrymen, what your fans have. Uh, uh grown used to and that i would say uh is why uh, that is one of the reasons why they are not rated as highly if you put those stats those numbers uh, uh, let's say uh, uh, in an indian cricketer on what they would be appreciated a lot more because people do uh, like i would say i would i would uh, hazard a guess saying that they would appreciate it a lot more because that's that's just how it has been uh, as a tradition Yeah, I think I think English cricket would be the same there. And someone like an Australian fan would probably appreciate things from more of a Pakistani perspective as well. That yeah. aggression, that, and it, I say it's odd, but it's actually not at all, is it? I mean, we all want to see aggressive, exciting yeah. cricket, don't we? I mean, this obviously throws up this this series of a massive gaping hole, doesn't it? As we were saying earlier about Misbah and Yunus. 
leaving this side. I mean, 15,000 test runs. Obviously, MISPA went to 5,000, was it yesterday as well? Yes. Um, how are they going to replace that? It's a lot of runs, isn't it? You know, it? This, this test match at Sabina Park just shows how important these two players are yeah, to the Pakistan definitely. test side. Uh, this this match would not have been... I mean, Pakistan would have had would have really struggled, even though obviously Mohamed Amir bowled really well and and so did uh, uh, yeah, in, in, yeah, yes, yeah. Shah in the second innings. But to score that those runs, you needed someone like, you know, Mesbah as well as, you know, uh, you need batsmen like that who can hold up. I mean, this is not ODIs and this is not T20s and, and in fact, Pakistan is struggling in that format of the game more than they are actually in the test matches. And 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 is it a coincidence that in the test team they have got Mizbah and they have got uh, batsmen like, you know, Yunus Khan who can hold their end for us altogether. So so I, th- I think that just shows the value that these two cricketers have in the team. So it will be really difficult, you know. Yeah. It and will be. One thing that stands out, you sort of mentioned it a little bit, Ajit, is, is the way these two have also batted with the tail. Mm. The amount of times you'd have seen them batting with number nines, tens, or eight, eight downwards. Yeah. And churning out runs, batting with incredible sense and game awareness of we saw Vispa doing it yesterday I mean I was just frustrated because I wanted to see him get to 100 but the way he <coughs> manoeuvred everything and to take a 100 plus lead from where they were it was mm. remarkable effort and, and they've done that time and time again now we must remember they have reached at this level up now they are nearly 40 so just imagine the number of years they have invested in a developing the, their game and probably they took a lot more time than other teams because because of the conditions they are playing in they are not playing at home uh, test cricket uh, it's, it's, cricket in general is few and far between them so it took them probably that much more time to really get on top of uh, that game and uh, uh, really be that consistent. You look at Eunice's last uh, uh, last winnings. There's a 65. There's a 175 against Australia. Then there's a 50 uh, against the West Indies. Now uh, this shows it. It will be that much tougher for uh, 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 the new batsmen coming in because it took these these very good batsmen that much time to bring that consistency to the game where they did take Pakistan uh, to the number, number one position. Uh, it took them so many years and uh, because of the special uh, uh, position that Pakistan cricket is in as far as uh, where they play and how many matches they uh, they play in, in the test arena, I believe it will be much tougher because uh, let's not forget someone like a Yunus Khani and he, he saw regular cricket if I may say it when uh, the situation was uh, not so with them uh, but this new bunch it, they have to probably learn as much in double quick time to make up for the loss because uh, uh, yes it, it, it it's, it's not that easy for a Pakistan batsman to learn to re- really learn uh, what uh, pressure is like how is it to grind, uh, grind things out uh, because Yunus Khan has played uh, played in India, played against India in India. He's, he's scored, he's won them a match, and um, none of this, uh, none of the Pakistan batsmen have that privilege. Now that's the great learning curve that is missing to play against Indian spinners in India, bat for three sessions. There's no substitute for that. 
uh, if you don't have that can how can you expect any of this current uh, uh, young lot to really be up for it when the pressure is on i uh, i don't have my doubts but it will definitely take my, that much more time and they'll have to temper expectations won't they going forward definitely yeah i mean not just uh, safraz has done a great job in in t20s and odis in the last year or so when he has been the captain but you know test match captaincy i mean i'm just talking about ms bad at the moment test match captaincy is something really different i mean uh, is it only aggression no it is not i mean you just can't be it it, it is it is like playing chess for 5 days you know i mean you have to be you have, and, and this is just captaincy i'm talking about this, yeah. this, this is not the not the two players as batsmen that kind of experience that kind of awareness of match situation uh awareness when they are batting as you rightly pointed out how how well they bat with the tail enders uh every time misbah has been there with the tail ender and even yunus uh they they have scored about with the last 3 4 players invariably they tend to score about you know 70 80 odd runs which is which with tail enders is pretty good going you know so it will be difficult definitely i mean you know yes yeah i think we can all agree on that <laughs> now i asked you guys earlier to sort of rack your brains for some of your favorite moments with of yunus khan's career whether it be at the crease and scoring runs or away from the wicket i mean we've all been thinking about it earlier on he wants to kick we, us we'll off we'll start with bun start with me yeah. okay um, i've actually written something out so <laughs> i've got a script <laughs> it's a rubbish one but still <laughs> but no but my my's from october last year um in abu dhabi the test series between um pakistan and west indies uh yunus missing the first test and then flying out to to Abu Dhabi was suffering from dengue fever just a few days later coming out and in his first innings back scoring as 127 just a, just a couple of days later medication must still be rattling around his body at that point in time and he had lost 6 kilos he told us in the press conference afterwards and just watching him do that in what was a very hot day in Abu Dhabi I think we all know what those days can be like during test matches to it when you're up in the press box it's fine you've got the air conditioning but as soon as you go outside and have a little bit of a feel around and try and feel the situation it's searing heat isn't it to to be batting and he batted for for what was nearly 5 hours i think it was nearly 5 hours at the crease making that 100 and an incredible effort of batting for me it summed him up it was him coming into the to the press conference afterwards level headed calm talking about business as usual and just just getting down to it and talking about the game talking about how we need to go and win and I I said to him you know congratulations on today's one one hell of an innings and I think I was the only person that congratulated him this this about <laughs> halfway through the sort of press conference the only white person sat in there the rest are his <laughs> countrymen and I'm the first one to congratulate him and you saw this sly sort of grin come across his face and you could tell he he appreciated someone just acknowledging him and he said well, thank you very much for saying that I'm actually really pleased and then ask him the question about you know how you must be how are you feeling after this you you okay and you could see again the relief he was like I'm all right I've been a, lost 6 kilos I'm a bit tired but days like this are what it's all about and I think that the the professionalism the way he handled himself and 
the way he went about business that day and it was just incredible. It was just so good to watch. Someone that obviously had had a really bad week and yeah. he, illnesses can all get us down, but dengue fever's no, no small matter, it's, is it? It's really bad. <laughs> and, and it shows, again, about his fitness mm. that his body is able to bounce back from that because even if you talk, if you ever had just a viral fever, it completely breaks you down. Dengue is, is at the next level and to uh, sustain yourself after that and just to pick up a bat after that it, it, it's just horrific uh, because uh, recently we saw um, uh, India's Ishan. fast bowler Ishan Sharma yeah. he got chicken guinea he was out for a long time he was out for a long time it took him such a long time to just to come back to bowling and he he, he, he just bounced back from uh, dengue and scored which is just remarkable uh, for a batsman yeah and it was it was it was absolutely remarkable and, and just from a human being level to be able to come back and perform like that I said in that heat the bat for that long and to score important runs as well they needed that 100 in, in that innings they were struggling when he went to the crease um, got the scorecard here I mean they were three down for, for not many no, sorry two down for not many and him, him and Asad Shafiq turned things around and then Misper got 96 or something and the pair of them became the highest Pakistan uh, run scoring partnership during it all and just the way it all sort of fitted together after the week that he had had, and yeah. then his his demeanour and the he was still affable, he was still composed, he was still just talking about the team. It was just brilliant to see exactly. someone operate like that as a as a cricketer, as a human being. It was it was a real pleasure that was. I think as a human being, uh, Ajit wants to say something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> interesting uh, interaction I had with uh, him. It was around. Uh, um, 2012 when he was uh, in Abu Dhabi for uh, a launch of a shoe store and uh, um, word got around pretty quickly that uh, Yunus Khan's there and um, as you can expect there, is a, there are a lot of uh, Pakistanis uh, in Dubai as well as uh, Abu Dhabi and uh, uh, the let's say the store got swamped pretty quickly <laughs> and it got a bit uh, out of hand so it was supposed to be um, um, a pretty normal uh, store launch where he interacts with his fans and he talks a lot about himself and how he's doing and um, let's say that uh, didn't quite happen because a whole bunch of uh, Pakistan fans wanted to uh, get close to him and probably have a piece of him as well. And uh, uh, the shows, uh, the show, uh, sorry, um, uh, the store manager, they, he started to panic a bit because there, there was a bit of a stampede going on there. So what Yunus uh, uh, being Yunus and um, uh, what he did was he made sure that uh, he kept, he, he put everything aside, he went out of the store, then he borrowed a chair and he stood on uh, top of it and then he appealed to the entire crowd to calm down and that he ensured that he'll, he'll meet ev with everyone, he'll take uh, photos, he'll sign autographs and he did just that and he made sure that he placated those fans first and then he took care of his um, uh, commitments. Uh, that A shows uh, to me that A he's uh, he's still in touch um, with his fans. He, he doesn't have a lot of airs about him. Let's not forget he's a he's a World T20 winning captain, and uh, he, he he knows uh, where his priorities are and why. And he's here because of the love, love of the fans and the adulation that he receives. So and the way he handled himself throughout. 
uh, I I just put someone like a Virat Kohli in that situation. He would have stormed stormed off in five minutes. I have no doubt about it. Now, obviously, the situations are different, and um, I, I cannot say for sure. But uh, that says says a lot about someone like Yunus Khan, who's uh, he he took it upon himself to make sure that um, the crowd that was there uh, they got what they came for and just uh, showed a different kind. Uh, there's a different. Um, uh, side to him, uh, uh, which re- which really has uh, stayed with me, and uh, it brought uh, it gain. I uh, he has, um, I would say, a few more brownie points uh, in my book for for Yunus Khan just for that gesture of his. You know, one thing that I've always found about Yunus or always admired about him is that how grounded he is. Mm all the time. I mean, he scores a 200 and he's still the same Yonas, smiling all the time. He has got this smiling face, which which I've, I, I've never seen him frown. Uh, he gets bowled a bouncer, which just whizzes past his nose and he's smiling at the bowler. Uh, he gets out for three, he will come out. There is still a grin on his face and that that's somehow maybe just admonishing himself for what he has done but he'll still be smiling and i think i think he is always very grateful for what cricket has given to him uh, that's a very rare quality you know i mean once you get to that kind of success and level that kind of level uh, you tend to forget that very few people have that you know thing in them that they are still grateful for what cricket has given to them uh, I think Eunice is one of them. He he has never forgotten uh, what cricket has given to him. Mm. And I think in in this this day and age as well, something like your example there, Chief. Mm. I mean, how many athletes at that point in time would be leaning on a security guard, a manager, mm. an agent, and they wouldn't take that upon themselves? Yeah. Would they? They'd be they'd be pushing someone else out there to deal with yeah. it and sitting back yeah. and, and just waiting for the mess they to sort itself out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joy, a, a, a couple of his innings. I I I, I was. You know, there are so many. There are, yeah. There are as, as, as we started and we spoke about that 107 odd runs that he made in his first test match, second innings, uh, that was a remarkable innings for somebody who was making his debut in that kind of a pressure, pressure situation. But uh, can't forget the 267 not out he scored against India in uh, Bangalore won the match for uh, Pakistan and that was something because you know 2005 even though Pakistan had a very good side India were heavily favored to win the match uh, 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 the, the entire series as well but but that really you know changed the dynamics of the series them winning the first test match in in Bangalore and that 267 uh, I, if I'm not wrong they were two down for five or six runs uh, when when Yunus came to bat uh, that was some innings, you know. Again, it was an innings in which, for the first fifty balls, he was just hopping around uh, like a cat on a hot tin roof. Uh, but uh, but once he got going, there was there was nothing that the Indian bowlers can do to dis- could do to dismiss him. That was a very special innings. But 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 the one that really stood out in of all his hundreds and two hundreds that he has made was a 200 not out he made in uh, Harare in 2013. And uh, the reason why that is special is because it came against Zimbabwe. Uh, so 
everyone would say Zimbabwe bowling is no great shakes. I mean, so what? But Pakistan were in a in dire straits at that in that Test match, and and uh, when when Yunus came to bat, Pakistan in the first innings they were already about 78, 80 odd runs behind on the basis of first inning. They were 20 odd for three, and. Uh, a defeat against Zimbabwe looked almost certain at that time. And he came and he made 200 not out and he had century partnerships with number one with Misbah ul uh, for the fourth wicket. Then he had another century partnership. More importantly, with number 10, again, something that we just spoke about, with number 10, Rahat Ali, he added some 90-odd runs, you know. Yeah. And... and uh, really saved Pakistan in the not only saved actually Pakistan won the test match then they were Zimbabwe were bowled out for 120-30 odd runs but but that innings was something that was uh, that really stands out in my memory I, I I saw quite a fair bit of it on TV at that time and uh, the way he batted the way the conviction with which he batted in that innings and and it was full of determination he just wanted to be there and and he just delivered what his mind kept telling him. I mean, remarkable effort it was. Yeah, and it, without it, I mean, <laughs> the, imagine the embarrassment losing to Zimbabwe. I, mean, I don't think they'd yeah. lift that down. <laughs> like, yeah, quite incredible. And, I mean, it it has been a, a great week for for Yunus Khan, and it nice to talk about and reflect on his career. Um, yeah. Moving on, mind. Um, while I've been in particular revelment at the return of Test cricket, the IPL just carries on its merry, merry way. A, yes. a game a day, drowning us in <laughs> in Indian Premier League cricket. Um, but we're we're at the halfway stage now. Seven games in, pretty much everyone. I think is it one team that's played six. Um, um, all teams have played seven games at least. We've all got seven. Um, now uh, Delhi Daredevils, I would say. They, they have six. Uh, Looking at it now, I mean, we, we said we said last week how it's, it was still very early then to sort of look at look ahead too much. But now we're at the halfway stage. You think we can start taking a bit of stock? Yeah. Um, a G start with you. Uh, what what can we tell from from the table? Of the can we start looking at that? The top four of Mumbai Indians: Kolkata Knight Riders, Sunrisers, Hyderabad, Rising Pune, Super Giant. Can we start looking at that and thinking, are they going to be the top four, or who's going to sneak into that top four? Uh, yes. At least a couple of uh, the teams in the uh, top four, you you would say sh- they they look they're consistent enough. They have been consistent enough with the performances. Someone like uh, Kolkata, they have been pretty impressive. Uh, I would say in, um, uh, Mumbai Indians, they, they, they still they ma- somehow manage to. They just uh, find ways they, they to just win. Don't they? Yeah. It's, it's, it's just it's incredible, incredible how they are, how they have done that. How so. they are doing it. Uh, it's probably the pitches this time are offering something a lot more than they used to previously. But they are they are just uh, they just the finding uh, the find um, the managing things. Uh, if you look at this uh, second half, uh, bottom half of the table, and you know why these teams are uh, uh, down there and. Um, what has uh, what has been really incredible is uh, uh, the way Bangalore have uh, struggled and uh, it's like it's so eye-catching their, their struggles and uh, the way they they seem to go up and down it has been 
um, as remarkable as uh, some of the performances of the team who are in the top top half of the table. Yeah, and Joy, I mean, touching upon that there, I mean, we've got Chaitan Narula. Got it right this time? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he'll, he'll thank me, I'm sure, for that. <laughs> and writing about RCB for for the paper and, and online, um, which will be tomorrow. We're recording this on Tuesday. Um, but their, their inconsistencies and their woes so far. When when you look at that lineup, everyone always thinks they're going to go out and score 200 every game. They're, they're capable of it. They've got the power. They've got the star names. What's going on there? I mean, what, what, what's gone wrong? You know, I think the, the first thing that, that, that has really gone wrong is the fact that, uh, let's not forget they have had injury issues. Yeah. That, that really has not given them the balance which in such a compact league, uh, which is just for about, everyone may say that it is still stretched out for too long, but, but for, for a 45-day-odd league, you need to have your best players performing for you throughout that period, you know. Uh, the squad is there. There are pl- players you can pick up from and, and give them chances. But of those playing 11, you, you really need to have 15 players in the team who can formulate the playing 11 throughout the season. So those 45 days. Unfortunately for Royal Challenges Bangalore, that has not been the case. I mean, they have struggled with injury. They have struggled with form as well and form in the sense of Shane Watson. Uh, injury in, in, in case of, uh, you know, starting with A.B. De Villiers, uh, Vidat Kohli, um, Lokesh Rahul, they are really missing Lokesh Rahul, you know. I mean, he's such a classy batsman uh, in, in any format of the game and he showed it last year actually. Yeah. Uh, so I think, you know, that balance they are not able to find out and also there is also this this thing in very very strange thing in cricket that even if you have the best of best of the sides uh, playing for for you somehow there has to be that one clicking momentum gaining moment which they haven't found as yet i mean remarkably they have lost they they, they were bowled out 49 i mean a, a team that has batsmen like that 49, I mean, that's shocking. Yeah, know? it's inexcusable as it's well. It's just... The one thing I would say is that, unfortunately, uh, they haven't had the core with them throughout. Once you, If you have your core intact, uh, the players that you uh, you form your team around, uh, if you have that, uh, yes, you can, uh, you can uh, work on it and then you can probably be blamed if you don't do well. Because if you see uh, Bangalore, they didn't have Kohli uh, at the beginning. Rahul wasn't there. De Villiers was a was a fitness uh, issue. Then Badri also uh, was uh, unable unavailable due to uh, niggle, and uh, that that has just rocked their boat. And uh, it, they just haven't uh, uh, recovered. But having said that, there's no excuse for the bowled out bowlers and fifty. It's it's in India. You're not playing. Uh, on a on a wet day in England, there's just no way you should be bowled out for less than fifty. And with with Virat Kohli in your team and Chris Gayle, so that's just inexcusable. Uh, <coughs> I would, you can obviously say the only way for them from here is up, uh, but uh, pressure is a funny thing. And uh, at the halfway mark now, from here it's basically you lose two games and then. This every every match then becomes a knockout, and you very rarely 
do welcome that situation where uh, so many things have gone wrong, wrong for you and uh, I would say uh, that he would be under um, a lot a lot of pressure now um, Virat Kohli to get the best out of uh, this team uh, and let's not forget uh, he has his shoulder to take care of as well how much does he push himself on the field because if one uh, one wrong die when he's out of the champions trophy and uh, that that would be running on his mind as well. So not uh, there, there's a lot. There would be a lot going through his mind at the moment. Well, I, I, as we speak, I believe that the match has been abandoned, and so it's one point, which is not good news for Royal Challengers. No, it's not at all. Because you, you look at it now, six, seven games left for pretty much every team. I mean, uh, eight for Delhi and uh, six for Mumbai. But that gap between the bottom three, Delhi. Gujarat, Royal Challenge, Bangalore, who will now have five, obviously, but that gap between the, the top four, who have eight, I mean, it's five wins, isn't it? I mean, after tonight, it's probably four wins. Yeah. And that, can you see any of them closing that? I mean, Kings Eleven are probably the closest, because they're only two points off, yeah, but the I, rest of them, are, they're, they're getting lagged behind, aren't they? Yeah, but you know what, I mean, uh, <coughs> as, as much as... Uh, it's it's still quite open because of the fact that you know I still don't believe that Mumbai Indians have been playing very good cricket. I mean, uh, having said that, you know it it just takes a couple of players to click in your eleven, and and they have done it on a consistent basis. They've won matches because somebody or the other has clicked in and done the job. Overall, as as a team, I'm still not very convinced that they 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 could have won six games on the trot. I mean, Kolkata looks a much better team than Mumbai Indians at the moment. The quality yeah. of bowling is extraordinary. Hyderabad have done exceedingly well again, again on the basis of the quality of bowling. That That is one thing there where yeah. Bangalore has been really been lacking and even though Timon Mills and Yujwendra both have done a great job, but that's just eight overs out of the 20. Yeah. You know? You really have to plug the gap for 12 more overs. So I I think that Royal Challenger Bangalore's, uh, and this is a gut feeling right now, but I don't think they will make it to the knockouts. Uh, Delhi Daredevil, on the other hand, given the way, you know, I mean, they have bowled. They have a very good bowling lineup. Uh, they still, uh, I, I, I still harbor a hope for them. You know, even though if, at the moment they are down at the seventh place. Yeah. So, you know. But it's Gujarat Lions, I'm sorry, Chirag Suri is there and we have our... <laughs> He'll get a chance. Have, no. He'll get a chance. No. <laughs> it's... Uh, it is... Again, it is very interesting because, you know, both Suresh Rana and Brendan McCallum are, are in the top seven or eight of the run getters yeah. in this season. But, you know, and, and that was the case again last year. But, you know, I mean, like... It takes. It's not just about batting. Their bowling has been very poor. I think it's it's true of those teams that are at the bottom. They're so far. They've just been bits and pieces, haven't they? They've yeah. not. They've not strung anything together as a as a unit. As a unit. But one thing for I mean, as you said, Gujarat and, and and Bangalore do look like they're really struggling. But the two above them, Delhi and Kings Eleven, one team that they'll take a bit of promise from is. Uh, Pune. I mean, three wins on the bounce. Three wins on the bounce. Yeah. And they, because they looked awful before that, didn't yeah. they? And but those those three wins. I mean, it's given them six points out of the eight that they've they've got from seven games. And straight away, 
boom up into fourth. I mean, yeah. that does it does show you how a little bit of momentum can change everything. So Dhoni, uh, as course some runs and Ben Stokes gets a few wickets and just everything just uh, settles in. So those are the small factors which will start to play in from now on. Yeah. Because yes, you 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 win two games and everything looks perfect and. Even in the top four teams, they lose two games and, and they, exactly and the, then, then the, they, uh, the negative uh, uh, thoughts will start to creep in. So yeah, uh, it's it's just basically all it's it's got to do with your core players, which the team identifies as a core player, be it an Indian or uh, international player. If they start to click it from this point, um, they will be in a lot better position uh, from Europe. But if your core players have issues, then uh, you know, it's it's very tough to find replacements for uh, for for them at this point of stay uh, of the tournament, and they'll um, they'll basically be scrambling uh, from here on. Yeah, I think we are now properly entering the the business end of the tournament, aren't we? Mm, yeah. It'll be interesting now to see what happens over the over the next couple of weeks. And meanwhile, in local cricket, UE captain Roma Staffer has been at it again this week. Uh, second century of the month in the Bukatir League. Joy, you want to uh, introduce uh, this a little bit for us? Well, you know, I mean, the Bukhater League is, uh, is, is a very important tournament in the domestic calendar, uh, 43rd year actually of the yeah. tournament. It's, it's the oldest tournament that we have over here. And uh, just to digress a bit, but uh, what, Sheikh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what Sheikh Abdul Rahman Bukhater has done for cricket in this region... Hmm. Uh, it's. Uh, I. I don't think we have been. We would have been at this stage, whether it is Dubai International Cricket Stadium or or the Sharjah Cricket Stadium. I mean, that man had a role to play uh, in both building of both the stadiums, in bringing cricket here and things like that. But of all the things that he has done and he has started, I. Th- I think this is the the forty third Bukhater League. That just itself gives so much credence to the tournament. It's in the 43rd year. Uh, so it is an important tournament. It's a 50-over match, which which again is rare in, in this part of the world, even yeah. though, uh, I mean, mostly we see 20-overs match over here. And uh, so in that tournament, I mean, Rohan yesterday scored uh, 118 not out, uh, and his team won the match. Uh, One-stop tourism were also the sponsors of the tournament but uh, yeah remarkable consistency from this man and and he seems to have found a different gear this year yeah ever since he has been given the you know the reins of the uh, UAE cricket team Bani, I think you know him much better than you've covered him a lot uh, in the last well, few I, th- I think that's it I mean he was, I think it was last last month that he was given the captaincy um, and it does seem like something's clicked for him. I mean, a, a lot of the times he came in for criticism of being someone that would give his wicket away too easily because he's a, a very aggressive batsman at the, at the top of the order. But with this, the added responsibility and looking after the team, he, he seems to be reveling in it. I mean, you just take into consideration the 105 against PNG in the Papua New Guinea in the... Uh, World Cricket League Championships. I mean, that, and that many wickets, six wickets. It, yeah, five, five wickets and 100 yeah. in the same game. I mean, incredible. And since then, it, he had a little bit of a, a poor end to the series, but other than that, there were still 30s and 40s, and he was taking wickets. And it does seem to have really boosted his game. And it, a genius, 
it's a good thing, isn't it, when you see people like this, especially mm. for, for the UE who have been without leadership for, for quite a long time yeah. from higher up. I mean, yeah. the, the other captains, Amjad Javed and Ahmed Raza before him, those guys did sterling work yeah. looking after their team without too much guidance from above. Um, but it's, it's great to see someone really take the reins and, and, and relish those circumstances. Especially uh, after the departure of Kurram Khan and uh, once uh, the contracts have, uh, contract system has come in, so probably that's uh, you can say one of the reason where we realize now this is it. Uh, you have to raise your game and sustain it to such a level that um, uh, you have to uh, you are basically answerable um, um, to a lot of people for a lot more reasons. Uh, and uh, probably that that has instilled um, uh, a, the confidence uh, in him and also. Um, uh, made him that much more uh, responsible and aware of his uh, whole game, and that uh, yeah, that there's a definitely pub, uh, there's a purpose uh, behind uh, his batting whenever he goes out to play because uh, you have those things in mind because he's uh, a leading figure in UAE uh, cricket, cricket, especially the batting now. So it, it's strange how it uh, uh, how players uh, take to such responsibilities. Uh, you you look at a lot of. Uh, uh, test teams and some some players they um, they they just take um, they get better when they take uh, uh, responsibility when they are given a, a greater role, be it captains or even a, a vice captaincy. Some like it, some don't. But uh, it looks like he definitely is uh, one who who's relishing the challenge. And it's good for the for the rest of the team, isn't it? It stems down from there. I mean, and he's he's also been saying the right things. Was it? I think Denzel reported it a couple of weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, where Rowan had come out and said, "We want two day cricket. We want longer yeah. formats. We want we want to be playing more cricket." And people have said that over the past, but I don't think too many times you've heard it from a captain, captain. and from a player. Um, and again, it, with that stemming through the team, if people can actually. Have their voices heard? It's good, isn't it, for UAE cricket? Well, obviously, I mean, more more than anything else, what he speaks uh, to them in the dressing room, uh, and we are not privy to that, uh, but uh, that carries a lot more weight than what he's speaking to the us media. Sure. And, you know, and not just in the dressing room, but outside on the field, what he has been doing. I mean... It's like he has got a very responsible position. Not only is is he the captain, but he also opens the batting for for UAE. I mean, if he performs, there's a cascading effect uh, which can be felt throughout the batting order. I mean, to go out to bat at 3 for 1 and to go out to bat at 73 for 1 is two different feelings for the number 2 and from there on, you know. So... I think I think he's doing a fantastic job so far. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Good to have some positive stuff to talk about when it comes yeah. to UAE cricket. Um, guys, that's it for this week. Unless there's anything, any other business that you want to add, we'll keep it for the next week. Oh, <laughs> tuck it up the sleeve. <laughs> but thanks again, every, uh, guys, for for joining us and for for chatting on our Talking Cricket podcast. And thanks everyone for listening. Um, and please do subscribe to our podcast as well. You can. Do so on iTunes and Audio Boom, which you can find on the page to this podcast on sport360.com. Thanks, guys. Until next week. Perfect. Thank See you. you.